0: Up From Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. All right. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 75. Today the, the podcast last uh, episode was a solo one, so I felt a little bit lonely. You know, wanted to get down the right way on on a Thursday night here. So uh, this uh, tonight, um, I I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this is Jamie Ryan, who is a drummer, who's into real estate, who is starting a business, and that's the first time I've like met so many people on this show that do a lot of the things that I like. And that's like one of the reasons why I started this was to connect with people that were similar and have conversations that like, you know, were educational or I met people and learned, you know, learning things from people and and, and hearing about things that I didn't know and the same thing. But this is like the first time where I was, I was chatting with Jamie the other night on Instagram messenger. And we met somehow through messaging, like after Like, uh, I think you were on like one of the live streams one day or, and then I saw your content on, on drumming or something. So we just started messaging and the other day we were talking and I think like I was telling you, Jamie, before we started, I knew like bits and pieces of things that were similar with us. And I was like, that's really cool. Like, I'll definitely keep up with him. And then you said like all of them in a line, you're like, yeah, man, I do like this, this and this. And I was like, I haven't met anyone yet through the show or like anywhere that does like literally the exact things." That I do, and I was like, I have to have this guy on the show and just talk about it because it's just weird, man. To be honest, it's weird, it's weird in a good yeah. way, good weird. Oh my so,
1: w- yeah. welcome, dude. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, I'm ready to have some fun. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, I don't even know where I came up and you know started talking to you, but it's just kind of those things are meant to be, and uh, honored to be here.
0: I guess I'm pumped. So, like for, for people, Jamie, that might not know, like your band, your business, like what it is that you like about real estate. Do you want to just like walk through people, either like w- how did you get into these things, or like what it is that that these different entities are?
1: Sure, yeah. For drumming, I've been drumming since I was twelve years old. Been in a couple bands here and there. Uh, my newest project is called the Chunky Seltzers. Don't judge me on the name. I did not come up with it, but... uh, I still
0: like it. I like (laughs) it.
1: Yeah, thank you. And uh, it's basically (laughs) a bunch of friends, finally, that are kind of... It's like a soul, funk, rock, and uh, it's just a blast. Honestly, it's so much fun. I've been in other projects in the past where it's been a lot of pressure, playing really nice shows, but it's been kind of military style, practice, practice, practice. So it's nice to kind of relax at practice now, which is nice. How long, far how long like, has
0: this band been around?
1: Or how long did you uh, join not, this band? Not that long. Uh, I was invited to a 30th birthday party in October, and that's where we all met up. They're all from like the Haverhill area, uh, Boston area. So yeah. it's been like six months. That's it. That's or awesome. No, it's actually almost a year now. Excuse me. I'm thinking it's... Yeah, so it's been pretty good. And uh, it's exciting to kind of actually enjoy going to practice for once. So that's important. It's been great. And uh, as far as like the business side and real estate, I've always had like a passion for long-term income and kind of uh, security financially. And like you do a ton of research, the one thing that keeps popping up over and over and over again is real estate and passive income through rental properties. And then I've always grown up in like a carpentry household as well. So I've had those skills Slowly develop over time, so it kind of just seemed like the perfect little match right there. Cool. Um, so I recently got my real estate license. Recently, just started a new business called Groove Renovations LLC. Pretty pumped about that. Where Groove Renovations? Grew, it's the only drumming term and uh, and carpentry term, so it kind of works out. <laughs> that's
0: that's amazing, dude. You definitely did yeah. that on purpose, and I'm really proud of you.
1: Totally. <laughs> I was I was nervous about the name, but I'm happy I went with it. There's a lot of alliteration in it.
0: In your molding, if yeah. you work with Groove Renovations people, there's going to be like little drumsticks formed out of like your <laughs> stairs or whatever. Like they're like, "What's this?" Oh. And you're like, "Oh, it's a two B, two B."
1: Yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a five A. 5A. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually on the 7A's now. Those are these are drumstick sizes for people that don't know. But I've uh, gone, <laughs> I've gone to, to ProMark 7A. I don't know why, but I've given up Vic Firth 5A. It's just my new thing. Yeah, I feel, that's fair. Yeah. So how long you been doing the audio engineering for?
0: I've been doing that. I mean, I've been learning and doing that since high school. So like 16, I had an interface in my basement of my parents but uh oh wow yeah i've been recording bands since then but i mean i don't think i've been i don't think i started bringing in income from it like or charging people until like halfway through college maybe for my undergrad and that's pretty uh, awesome
1: though
0: yeah it's been a bit man it's it feels like it's been a long (laughs) time at this point
1: (laughs) how old are you now i'm 28 oh you're 28 oh you look way older so that's a comp- that's a compliment. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm 30. But <laughs> time is flying. Time is flying. It's pretty crazy. Yeah,
0: man. Damn it is. Insane. So uh like tell me more about like what what order did these like obviously you started drumming when you're 12. You're just yeah. drumming, like that's the thing that you love. I can see the guitars in the wall, and you told me you kind of dabble in all these things. Like clearly music has been a big piece of your life. Where did it come in that you're, you know, where's the next order of like how we get into, you know, the real estate side and getting your real estate license? Because that takes time, that takes effort. And starting this groove renovations thing, like where, and now how does this stuff bubble up into those areas coming from that background?
1: It's always been in the back of my mind, honestly. So like with music, I almost went to school to be an audio engineer. Um, But I also kind of had that construction background. And I also have a huge like love for nature. So I went to school for natural resource studies, but it was kind of like, I didn't know how to read drum music. And that was kind of like the final factor of not going to school for music. So it was kind of like, I don't want to say a godsend because I can always do music as a passion, but I just always felt like I needed some sort of, good secure job. That's just, that's something that's always been on my mind. I definitely have like some money. Like I'm definitely a saver big time. So sure. That's yeah. And then with that being growing up into kind of like an art, not entrepreneur household. Cause my dad's always run his own business. I always thought like that was an option for me, but I have fought it so hard. So that's always been there as well. Fought what? Fought the
0: entrepreneurial piece or the construction piece? And
1: like the construction, I always could rely back on being in construction. But like I fought it so hard because it's a it's really hard work. Like I look at my dad right now, and he is like he's sixty years old, and you can see his body. And that's just something that and he even himself is kind of pushed us away a little bit, me and my brothers, from it because it is so hard on your body but, uh, right. And then the real estate piece has kind of always been there. I meant to get my real estate license when I was like 21, but, uh, it, for some reason I just have been putting it off, but I think it was a good thing because, you know, to be able to buy and sell somebody's house, their biggest, most people's biggest purchase in their life, you can't really be 21 and have trust. Um, so being 30 now, it's kind of a, I think I'm ready for that next step. So it's been a crazy couple months getting, uh, getting those couple licenses, getting married in a month with wow. Corona. It's been nuts. Yeah.
0: So okay. it's been good, but yeah. So you were going to get your real estate license at 21 but, and, and you kind of held back from like this construction thing, like your dad's been doing it you're like i'm not sure if i want to do it because maybe it's not good for for me long term and your dad is kind of like hey like this is awesome thing but like maybe don't do this thing or something but like how did yeah. that kind of like transgress now you're you know you're 30 and you're like no i'm getting my uh i'm getting this real estate license like what drove that to be like, are, is your ultimate goal is you're going to sell houses and develop houses? Like, what what do you want to do basically? What where does this all that, come together for you? Yeah, that
1: is kind of the ultimate goal. It's I'm also taking opportunities as they come, and I'm kind of letting the universe kind of guide it. So whenever opportunities come, take advantage of them and kind of play your best hand with the cards that you got. Yep. But I am grateful for my dad too because he kind of he was building this house and he kind of kicked. You know, it's it's easy to stay in the same job you don't really like, right? So like I was working for him and it's, you know, it's just easy to stay there. So he was like you need to go and do your own thing for a little bit. And so I ended up getting a job with Solar City and then uh my next couple jobs, I, I'm being an environmental guy, I love renewable energy, all that stuff. So my next couple jobs were working for the Mass Save program doing energy audits and then I ended up say. uh selling solar and designing solar arrays. Cool. So like those couple things. And then the next job after that, I've had quite a few is project management. So just dealing with bosses and kind of having that glass ceiling over your head, like how slowly, like you're working your ass off and they're only giving you like, you know, $20 an hour with a little bit of commission. Like this is insane. Like I can't even deal with this. So I, I've been a job hopper. I've been two years here. Okay. This is all I can, I, I can, cause you can see how far you can get like pretty quickly. So I've been two years here, two years there, two years there. And then my last job was this very stressful job in the city doing project management for corporate office spaces. I was doing uh, project management and permit expediting and C- and occupancy expediting, Oof. and so that was that kind of the stressful. final straw. That's crunch time. It huh? was insane. Yeah, because all these landlords, if they don't get the project turned over, there's thousands and thousands of dollars at stake. So they're up your ass. Like and they probably come now. They
0: come to you because they effed up somewhere and they're like, we somehow need to figure this out. And they always- As a project
1: manager, it's about, yeah.
0: They always somehow problems. do that, dude. They always do something oh. where they're like, yeah, we should be fine. We can make that happen. This is your
1: problem now. It's like, no. So no, no. I quit that job and ended up going back to work with my dad. And the lifestyle change was like- Literally A to Z. It was insane. So that's kind of like when I made the decision, I was like, all right, even though carpentry and construction general contracting is really difficult, like the lifestyle alone and the flexibility and the hours I got back, it is worth like every tough afternoon of dealing with that stuff. Yeah. And then like after doing it for two years, me and my dad have some power struggles because I'm like kind of a hothead too. Like I, I'm a go-getter. I definitely am always pushing for more, 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 more. And he, you know, he's living his life. He's, he's always lived kind of like the slower, do what's exactly best for the customer type deal. Yep. And I love him to death, but you know, it just wasn't working fully. So I kind of had to eventually jump out on my own and that kind of Married in with real estate really well because I also do want to save my body long term. So kind of putting the two together, it just kind of, and I don't even know why I did that. I just kind of started making these moves and things kind of just fell into place. And even though it's fresh and I'm brand new at it, I'm feeling pretty confident about what I know and the value I can bring to people. So, and it's a lifelong journey of kind of learning. So I'm uh I'm ready.
0: Yeah, I mean I think a couple of things are like what you just said. Like first of all, I think that you'll be really great at that because I know whenever I've bought properties it it would probably be different like if I was only buying a property like emotionally, but like I don't I don't always do it for that. And so when I have a real estate agent that either is like some type of investor themselves, some type of business owner themselves, or some type of contractor themselves, I always value those people more than other real estate agents have had because they're looking for the same things that I am looking for. Like I explicitly remember right. walking a property recently, and I'm going in. Do this place is a shithole? Like all the all the walls look are are like ugly and old and peeled up. The ceiling has stains in it. The floor is gross. All the vanities, like 50s, like everything's gross. I'm sitting there like this place is fucking awesome. Like I love this. This <laughs> Dude, is awesome. me too. And I go that right stuff, in. My yeah. wife and I hang out in there for an hour to an hour and a half. It's a wicked long visit. That person that was with us, that realtor, also she's like, oh my God, you can do this. You can do that. You can do this. And she's like, we're both, we're all lit up. We, we go out. There's a family that walks in is like the next visit right past us. They walk in, they walk out, get back in the car and leave like three to five minutes max. And I was like, I was like, they're scared. That's what I like, man. That's what I want to be. So (laughs)
1: it's tough. Those people are scared. And you know, it's, that's okay. It's, it is a, it's a ton of work to like get in there and do like people, all those home renovation shows are hilarious. They throw somebody, show somebody throwing a sledgehammer through the wall and it's like, done what about after the sledgehammer
0: how about the (laughs) weeks and weeks of awful terrible (laughs) work that you have to do to repair whatever that sledgehammer went through
1: (laughs) let's see all the dust that gets in your eyes like it is not fun but you know it's kind of like i was saying it's like the lifestyle that it brings you it's it sucks but in long term if you're thinking long term it's uh it's a good way to go yeah yeah so you guys do the renovations yourself
0: we do do all that stuff yourself
1: Most of it, That's awesome. most of it,
0: not like anything that's like plumbing or electric or like something that I'm just not smart enough to do. And then I do not do that. I would stay away. Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll do a lot of things that are like a halfway thing where like, say like a a roof or something, I might peel that, peel that roof or I might, uh, take out the fixtures or rip up all the floor, but then I might not put something back. I might hire someone to put it back if I'm going to do that, like crappy, you know what I mean? Right.
1: I mean, yeah. it's worth the money sometimes just to pay somebody else to do it. Yeah. For how long it'll take, it's just you only have so many hours in the day.
0: Yeah, so. dude, it totally depends. Like if it's if it's something that I can do and it literally cuts thousands of dollars out because I just saved on like labor that was expensive or like I don't even know. Like I remember one time, this is super simple, but it was just like a crawl space flooded because a sump pump went and. For this company that I, I did have a company out that was going to at least fix like the uh, electric that got there's some electric that got fried down there there's some like there's a lot of bad shit happening this is like the sump pump was not supposed to go it was a problem it was like ten degrees out I was standing in <laughs> three feet of water in this crawl space in I didn't have boots long enough I'm in three feet of water I'm just chilling there in jeans in water in like ten degrees <laughs> and I was like I'm gonna dig the new sump pump. Like I had to dig a new pit because it wasn't like deep enough for this new pump that we we're putting in to get that water out. So I had this little dangling sump pump that I was that was like battery operated or something I would like throw down into this like pit thing and it wouldn't get everything out of there, but it would get it low enough that I could sit there and like dig like crazy. And then it would just come back up. I did that for about an hour and a half to make it so that I saved like, I don't know, like a thousand or two thousand dollars because I would have paid. They don't the show labor. you that stuff the labor for this person to, to dig the hole. And he's like, because he's experienced in so many other things, like his hourly rate to dig the hole is ridiculous to dig a hole. And I was like, I can dig a hole. I can't do all that crazy other electrical and oil and all that other shit that you're doing, but I can dig a hole. And so, but yeah, yeah. No one shows you that or like I was on a (laughs) roof before and it was pouring like freezing rain or something. I was out there for like two hours to stop a leak. And it's like, no one shows you that stuff when you're watching HDTV. TV. It just looks like awesome. No one shows you like the standing in like a three foot well in 10 degrees. That's not how it
1: looks. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why too, like wintertime comes, you just kind of have to put on the clothes and deal with it because that stuff, that stuff happens. But you know, you're not, especially as an investor, you're not going to pay somebody $3,000 to dig a damn hole. It's no, just dude. not gonna happen. No, it's just it, you know, especially with the time. It all comes down to money and how much time and like holding costs and all that stuff. It's it's all about the numbers.
0: Yeah. So I'm, there's like a picture. If anyone out there, if you're watching live, if you look on my Instagram, there's a picture of an air mattress in like a construction zone. Megan and I like <laughs> lived in this house for like two weeks with like no flooring like a broken down bathroom. Like everything was like, we were eating dinner off of like a, uh, a small little ladder and watching TV on, on, a on an iPad at night during dinner. And that was the only downtime. And it was like Damn. awful enough that Meg said she was never going to do it again. And then she's like, Oh really? Totally like picking out a property. I'm like, you know, this is like three times that, or like f- 10 times that property, like it's going to be worse the one that you said you would never do it again from just like yeah but it's been a while like it's been a bit so
1: exactly it's a bit (laughs) addicting too i've never actually owned a property too so that's why i'm excited to get into real estate is to kind of get on my first deal i'm hoping to get like a two to three family and then hopefully change the zoning to put it up a little bit put a big addition on there and then uh kind of bigger pockets they say house hack where you live in it and you rent out the rest of the units and you're paying like zero dollars on the mortgage that's kind of and then once you paying you're paying nothing on the mortgage your savings and your debt pay down goes through the roof so it's yep. kind of like a snowball effect so i've been on my fiance to kind of you know pay off her car payment pay off her student loans get your debts down so we can make this move yeah and she she's she's on board she just you know wants to someplace that's somewhat livable <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where i am looking for like that absolute shithole <laughs> where I can work and you know bring up to snuff but she I know I, I respect it she definitely wants somewhere that we can you know live comfortably
0: like Which, it's not just the worst it's, it's like it might have like some old ugly wallpaper but like it's not like the war zone that we were living in on a mare mattress I understand that dude Yeah, that's yeah, fair exactly. that's totally fair
1: yeah so you gotta respect kind of the both, both halves of it when you are dealing with somebody else so
0: yeah, I did an episode and it and it I brought up like a bunch of different examples from a lot of people that I've met of different alternate livings. Inside there, I think I said that everyone's first home, unless like you're only doing it like unless you're picking the home and you don't care about like the math and you don't care about financing and you don't care about building businesses, if you don't give a shit about all that, then pick whatever home you want and that's fine. But I I was basically right. saying anyone that that's going to be in a creative career. Like a lot of the people listening to this show or people that are looking to be business owners or entrepreneurs or like all these things that a lot of people who are listening out there want to do. I said that everyone's first home should be a duplex or a triplex and you should go live in it. And yeah. it's just because like it works, dude. Like I think the biggest thing that stops people and, and this is like, I honestly might do a single episode on this like itself. People, come up with every reason why something can't happen, right? Yeah. The simplest solution for that is if you have no overhead, then you literally wake up and you do just choose to do whatever you possibly want to do. Like The easiest way to achieve anything that you want to do, you're like, I want to be a drummer full-time. I want to be an audio engineer full-time. I want to be whatever, full-time. You can do anything full time if you wake up in the morning and you literally have no person asking for a bill because then you literally just wake up and you're like, what do I want to do
1: if you kill your overhead?
0: And it's like the most boring thing is definitely like the least fun thing to think about. It's like not fun paying like additional money to a car loan when you could like buy some like cool stuff that's way cooler than just paying money into like a thing that's off in the distance that doesn't exist or something like it's none of that is cool. None of it is like a fun thing, but you're like, if I could wake up and do whatever I want to do every day for the rest of my life, like, is it worth it to do these things? And for me, it's yes. And it sounds like for yeah. you, it's a yes because you chose, Hell you're yeah. like, hey, I want, I would, I'll do this way of life that might be like harder on me, but like, I, I want the quality of life. I want the way of life. I'm about and that's that. That's the time. thing is
1: like finding out the why. We were talking about this earlier finding out the why. And like, I think a lot of people with this social media crazy stuff, it's all about the now. But if like my, my main thing is learning about or having a long-term mindset on things. So like with real estate, a huge statistic in real estate is like 85% of the real estate agents drop out within the first year. That's a wow. ridiculous statistic. That's heavy, Like They man. keep telling you that. And that's why they push you to like, oh, you do it full time. Hell no. I want to have construction and that's like my bread and butter And then over time, develop my real estate business. So like it's for me, I am looking, you know, 10, 15 years down the road. And what are the actions that I'm doing right now that are going to pay off big time 10, 15 years from now? And you know, it might not be going out to dinner. It's like, it's not fun, but like when you retire at hopefully before 60 and you don't have like, a job that you have to deal with, like it's going to be 100% worth it. So it's the sacrifices right now to kind of get those benefits down the road.
0: Yeah. Just huge. Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of people have talked about, um, on the show, it's been like, it's been like 50, 50 of like, some people say like, be patient, don't make the move yet, do it at the right time. And then think long-term game. Some people say like you waiting is stalling and like, you need to be in it right now. And like, And dude, I think it it depends on everyone, like whatever you're trying to do and like wherever you're at. For me, I wanted to be full-time a long time ago and I could have been, but if I did that, I knew it was the wrong choice for the long-term because I didn't have my own space yet that I owned. So I was always going to be dependent on anyone else that I meet or work with. They're always going to have control on like my rates or my space, or my marketing, or like right. they're always going to have control and there's always, and that's no different than a job to me. And I knew that I was never meant to have a job. So I knew that yeah. that if I didn't just like be patient and then like my, my, my day job, dude, that money just pours into this. It's just, I'm just flooding everything that I make. Every dollar I make is just going into setting this up for success. And right. I know that if I can do that in a debt-free or a low-debt way, in a low overhead way and then i also own the spaces or own the things and i don't have debt on things i know that those extra 3 or 4 years of working and doing the day job and not and still doing you know nights and weekends still growing clientele or still meeting people and growing brand the best that i possibly can not as much time as i want but still working on that i felt right. like for me that was the best chance for like i i never wanted to be the 22 year old that crushed it for 5 years and then didn't have a way to survive the rest of my life doing it. I wanted to be the miserable 20-year-old and then crush it 30 to 40, absolutely annihilate it when I have energy and I'm set up right 30 to 40, and then go on the rest of my life set up in a way that I can sustain that because I'm not looking for like a short-term win to feel good. I'm looking to live my life the way that I want to do it. And if I don't have the ability to do that, then like I'm not happy anyway. So I might as well suck in you know, suck it in, right. suck, in the, suck in the gut, you know, and, take and punch, just do, take yeah, five. Yeah. <laughs> dude, just exactly, you know, I yeah, don't that's know. good
1: for you, man. Like the best investment I'm learning, you know, is in yourself and with, you know, starting a business, starting real estate, you, there is some serious upfront cost You have to kind of take control of, yeah. but you know, by not going into debt and kind of ch- like chipping away at those things long term, that's the best thing you can do for yourself. So Taking the jump for me was pretty tough though. Like kind of, so the past month I haven't really had like a secure income, but like that alone drives me every day to like get shit done. Right. So I've heard like a lot of people say like the point of no return. I am in that currently right now dealing with the point of no return and not having money come in from like Burn an employer. All the it's scary as hell. But uh I know long term, like I can I can brave the storm for right now and if I need to be, I'll be on Craigslist looking for little shit jobs that I can, you know, pay the bills with. But luckily I have a good savings that I can kind of float for some time good. in that float period. But I'm investing in myself like you have, and that's I'm 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 pumped for it. So
0: Yeah, man. I mean I talked about like the reason, like, actually, when I got out of college, I kind of just went for it right away. And oh no it shit. was, yeah, and it was wrong because I, I didn't have, like, any income. I didn't have really a lot of equipment or a lot of space. And I was just like, I'm going I'm, I'm to have that mentality of, like, just go for it. And, like, just being in the game, you're just going to figure it out. But I had, like, no stage for it at all. And what I found for me is that I mean, I was young and naive, dude. I was like a lot younger. And when you're in that situation and you're driven by fear, but not in a productive way, like that is bad. Like you're you're driven by fear a little bit, but it's not like necessarily fear because it's not fear because you believe you're you believe in the abundance mindset or you believe in that in that way where you're you're driven by it because you're like, I I have to. Like I I don't have a choice because like I have to do the thing to not not have money for things. Like I have to do this thing, but you're not like afraid it sounds of like failing. You're just like, I have to do something because like X equals Y, like I have to do the thing to create the thing.
1: Right. I actually am like pretty afraid of failure, but like, I think that's kind of one of my driving forces is I hate failing, but like, you know, everybody says like you fail to learn. Like, I get that. And I totally get that, but it's definitely still something in the back of my mind that has that little lighter kind of keeping me going is that fear of failure. So yeah, it's it's a good thing for me, honestly. So no, I definitely get that.
0: But like, I hate, uh, I guess, like making a decision out of fear where you're like, you're like, oh man, I have no work. So I'm going to just go back to work like when it's too soon or I I'm afraid of uh you know not being able to retire so I'm going to do this thing right now and like sell this thing or something you know like it's like those gut reactions of like making a decision off of that where like you're definitely afraid of not of failure like you don't want to fail yeah but it's like it's just a human
1: a basic human emotion too that I think we all face is that fear and once you like once you face that fear and step into it, I think you realize that the, the world is your oyster. So, like, I've learned to definitely face that fear, um, even how hard it could be to take that first step. But uh, so that what was the first hard first step? Well, so let's get into
0: that a little bit, man. Like, what what made you know? Was this like what what made this the time? Was that like because you were like, hey, like me and my dad, like we're we're cool, but like, we can tell that we want to run business different. And that's what made this the time to step or like, what made this like the time to make this move right now? Like, why'd you do this? And like, what? Uh, what That definitely has
1: something to do with it. It's, you know, me and my dad have been working together since I was a kid. So, you know, and when I left my job in the city, I kind of worked for him for two years or so. And then, you know, he's in control. It's his it's his job site. He's in control and I wasn't really happy with yep. you know, I was coming home upset just cuz I wasn't making the money I wanted to make. So I started my real estate license and then kind of right when I got my real estate license it was like how are you going to spend your time? Are you going to spend your time like real estate offers a huge upswing in the amount of money you can make per hour. So it was kind of like taking a step back and being like, do I want to continue this path that I'm on or do I want to kind of make the jump? And so I just made that jump and that was probably not even a month ago. So I'm ready to go. Here we go. (laughs) Strap in. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been crazy,
0: but that's like a great lesson to learn too though because i i kind of like go off on tangents about it when i talk about like like i've i've worked sales a lot that's really what i and that's really what it's been is like you can have one deal and it makes you the money that you need for a long amount of time and it keeps people away from you for like your goals forever right in in an instant and so like i learned a long time ago that like there is no direct input output with time like that's not true anymore for a lot, not for everything, not for every job, not for every position or, or business. But I learned a long time ago that I never wanted to do something that had a direct output. I never wanted to do something where I do one thing and it equates to this much thing right when I do it. And then if I don't do right. anything, then it doesn't do anything. I hated that, dude. I was like, that, I that feels that. so bad, dude. Because like when I went on vacation or anything, I was like, when I start stop moving the machine and the machine stops, I hate that. I want a machine that I can automate and have an AI in it and it thinks about things and it does things. And then, like, I get to own that machine. I learned a long right. time ago that I didn't like direct input output. And it sounds like when you were like thinking about the real estate thing and looking in that, you already knew that lesson way in early that you were like, I love the ability to not have to only work all of these hours to get what I want out of it. And I feel like the nine to five and like the typical job these days, like more than half of them don't have to operate in a 40 hour a week, nine to five schedule. It's insane how much do. time is wasted. Right. Unbelievable. It's Unbelievable. stupid. It hurts. It pisses dude. me off. Yeah. yeah it's it so really frustrating. does. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. frustrating when you're there. Have you ever read
1: cashflow quadrant.
0: Oh, have you um, read that book, Robert no. Kiyosaki. No, I've heard about it's it. It's basically
1: exactly like that, where it's like talking about employees make this much money, business owners or sole proprietors make, the 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 wheel stops turning when they kind of move away business owners they have to run their business but it keeps working and investors kind of leverage money to make money so it's definitely a good book you should check it out but uh you read that rich dad poor dad book yeah absolutely and that's the kind of that was the one i told that to my brothers so read the book and you know they probably still haven't if danny's still on right now read the damn book dan (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's Read amazing. Just, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Please push on that. <laughs> it's it's just the way he thinks about money. It's just a lot of people don't have that. And uh, it's kind of messed up that our school system doesn't teach anybody about financial literacy. And, you know, I've taken that on myself to learn that stuff because that's the stuff like we were talking about. The fear of not having it scares me. So yeah. I've kind of taking on, the, I'm trying to learn as much as I can.
0: Yeah, man, I, I get real pissed about the education system and I promise everyone listening, I will not like rant about it. <laughs> but I, I think all the time, man, of what if I was 18 and instead of taking like some of the many BS classes that didn't help me, like okay. I knew since I was 16 that I was going to work for myself. I knew that. Since I was 16 years old, that I would work for myself and that it was going to be an audio. But I didn't know all the other pieces that had to come into place until I've been like working and learning and getting mentored and like all these things along the way to figure shit out of like how it would actually happen. But I knew at 16 that I was going to work for myself. What if when you were 18 or 16, you're learning the choices that you actually have? Instead of me learning, like you said, like you, like me and you both did the same thing where we did like a lot of self-development, like a lot of like reading and podcasts and video and things like that to learn this other way of thinking. I love my parents to death, but like neither one of them ever started a business or ever wanted to. So I'm not getting any of that, like growing up in there to like see that that's an option. I'm not exposed to that. And I learned, I knew that I wanted to do that, but I didn't learn anything about that in school. So it's like, you have school that that doesn't teach you anyone that wants to create any business. Nothing in school teaches you anything to do that at all. And you're not even self-aware or mature enough, usually, to seek out or understand that there are options to educate yourself on that until like after school. So I feel like, right. you know, all the time when you hear, and I'm not going to go into like polit- political sides at all, but all the time in political speeches, you hear about the backbone of the country being on small business, about like how important small business Such is. Such
1: bullshit. Yeah, but no, then, I then, But then you
0: have it so that every system, every infrastructure, every education, taxation, you know, literally any, zoning, anything, everything in our country does not allow people to get into like that mindset or like help them learn that, unless right. it's like later than it has to be in life or like by accident or like by other means or something. And it's just like I don't know, right. man. That that definitely grinds my gears. One thing that
1: kills me is like corporations are taking over the world. Like the healthcare, like your healthcare program is attached to your corporation, and if you want to like leave your job to become an entrepreneur or whatever. You lose your incredible health care. That is one thing that like kills me. So like they're literally incentivizing people to stay in their crappy yeah. corporate jobs to like protect themselves. Cause if you like I'm on my own right now, I pay a ton of money a month until I'm married. Cause my wife or my future wife is gonna be works at VistaPrint and they have incredible health care. But like right now I'm paying like over three hundred dollars a month yep. in Health insurance. It's insane. Yeah,
0: you want to you start a small business? Great. Take on another car loan because that's your health
1: care. Right. It's right. insane. It's like, it's, they're, as if they're it's, kind it's not hard enough. Dude. Right. They're incentivizing you not to try it because there is such a huge upfront cost. And the upfront costs are what kill small businesses in the beginning because yeah. you need to keep your debt low and, you know, keep the cash flow coming. But if it's half of it's going out the door, it's just, it's insane.
0: Yeah, half of it's so going out the door as for you as a person before you're talking about any of the things that you need for resources or spaces to provide right. the business. You're waking up in the morning you already have the extra car loan just to exist. Exactly. It's, tough. Yeah. it's
1: insane.
0: Yeah, man. I I definitely understand that. I had like 2 we months agree that I on that. was I was work I was I was just doing uh, I left I actually got fired from a job because I'm like unemployable. But <laughs> I got fired and I was out for two months. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just do audio. And I was just doing audio uh, and still looking for, for other day jobs because I wasn't in a position where I was lean enough. And in that time, like I already talked about this on the podcast, but I cut my hand like bad, like really, really bad. And that was the first time that I got like checked where like I truly had no health insurance and truly understood like what it was like to not have health insurance where I was sitting there and I was like, oh, I like am making decision of whether oh, you, you didn't like, have health
1: insurance at the time. No,
0: no health insurance. None. Oh, shit. And I I yeah. uh, I had to make a decision where like I I chose not to go to the hospital, but like I really should have got stitches. Like you'll see if you ever meet me in person, anyone that's like following the podcast, you can see there's a big ass scar in my hand. And it's because a a piece of my hand. I like kind of put back, but it's just like that was something where I never got checked to like, be like, oh shit, this is what it's like to not have healthcare, which is like a lot of people who are starting businesses and a lot of people who are creatives and stuff, like maybe they, ha- they may be even have it, but sometimes even when you're paying two, $300, still, sometimes you're getting like really shit healthcare where you're still like paying so much of a, of a deductible that it's still, they're making choices right. like that. And it's just brutal, man. Like what? I guess let me ask you, Jamie, because like I only was out for two months dealing with it, but it's something I'll face. A lot of our listeners will face. What are some things you recommend for people to like get prepped for that? Like, how do they kind of get in the headspace of like, okay, I'm not going to have like my benefits anymore. I don't have, you know, these things. Like, what should they be thinking about to pre- prep right. for it or, or think about it? Like, plan.
1: I would definitely recommend. Like, you can't just jump out of the jump into like entrepreneurship and then have like no safety net. So like I have a decent savings that could float me six months at least to like, just get over that bubble and the hump Good. of Smart. having like, you kind of have to have that. Otherwise you're not going to pay rent you're going to be on the street trying to become an entrepreneur. Like it's not, it doesn't really make sense. So I would definitely, you know, before I even started any of this stuff, I have been educating myself for probably through, even in college and throughout just on like self-help stuff. Um, the way yep. to think about money, um, how to invest, how to like work with the market, like educate yourself. That's like the number one thing and never stop. Um, and then also have your safety net pull on mentors that have been there. Like success leaves clues. I always remember that one thing. Like oh, you're not that. starting that this quote. thing from scratch. Like people have done what you're trying to do before. So find them and figure out what they're doing and, you know, even mimic it. Like you don't have to start this thing from like, from, you know, nothing
0: like, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to create the pyramid if it was made. There's, right. some, there's a way that that was made. And exactly. It, like, honestly, like your personality, your authenticity and like who you are, becomes the brand and the why behind like, you know what I mean? There's a million, there's millions of real real estate agents out there. There's millions of right. of drummers. There's millions of contractors and carpenters and construction builders. But there's something about you, Jamie, as a person, like the melding pot of those things. Like it doesn't matter if people have done those things before they've been doing, people have been building things for Thousands and thousands and thousands of years, right? But there's something that's about you and like how you'll relate to people that will still make you like your own brand in an exclusive way, like to a reason why to say yes to you. So like steal shamelessly people, like honestly, like that's such a good point where like you can make something your own, but like I'm not bashful when I'm trying to write a song. There's a lot of times where like if I'm feeling stumped, I will go learn other people's songs and I'll be like, shit, that's the chord progression they use or like, that's the, <laughs> you know, the way that yeah. they rhythm things. And like, I don't sit there and try to write that song, but I might sometimes start jamming out on that chord progression, then start veering off of it and then go write a song. And that's fine because the product of what it is, is something that you created. And it's not, you know, we're all using the same scales in Western music to make music in this you know what i mean like it's just it's it's oh yeah it's been done there
1: are things that have been done and you're not right. you know you but think people, you write this amazing years. right you make you write this amazing chord progression and then you play it for somebody and they're like oh that's this song it's like, what? like no it's not no, no it's me? not yeah i just wrote the song like i've done that a couple <laughs> times like oh shit you're right but yeah. you know it's part of it and going back to kind of like creating your own brand like my father one thing that he was really successful at and i admire is he created his own brand of like the level of craftsmanship that he would do with his work. So people would hire him and pay whatever just so they can have Dan Ryan work on their house. Cause they know it's going to be done right. And that yeah. is kind of the brand recognition that I'm striving for because he, you know, he made sure that he took care of his customers in a specific way. And he has never to this day marketed his business on online, nothing. It's all word of mouth, which is like incredible. So that's ridiculous, dude. Kudos to him. Yeah. It's unreal.
0: Yeah. I used to wonder that like when I saw, like, cause I I talk about different, you know, things on here of like how to help. Like all I want to do is help people here. So like, we'll talk about like how to make your website better, how to make like your Google listing better, like little things on the side or whatever. But it's funny when you see those, like I used to see recording studios and they would have like one Google re- review, no website still in 2020. And you would like see shit like that. And you're like, how in the hell is this person going like full time right now as a studio with that, like with this crap? And then, it's but great. like, then you find out you're like, dude, they have been networking for 50 years and people know them and know that they're amazing. And that's all it took because of the impact and like the trust in word of mouth that like, if you can get word of mouth to work for you, then like that is the best form of marketing possible. Yeah, for sure.
1: I think things are changing though too. Cause like, you know, back in the day when he started his business, people were calling each other. There was no text message. There was no internet. So like he was able to leverage like people connecting in person to get that out there. Right. But nowadays, I'm like, my plan is to market because everybody is kind of on the internet, like looking at Google, figuring out who's the closest, who's the best, who's the cheapest. Because there's yep. so much information out there, you kind of have to deal with um, the market. Yeah, I, and- I
0: work on both, man. I work on both. I'll tell <laughs> you what, though, we're hitting that time where I ask my like ending five word you ready for that
1: i'm ready for five that's my favorite number
0: yeah you told me that (laughs) dude i did that i had four questions and i asked i i had four questions i added a fifth one when i heard that so that you'd be jacked up
1: hell yeah i'm just kidding (laughs) you know me (laughs) it's the same
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so it can be any of these things it can be like these three things that you kind of like are all about that that have combined together but what made it so that when you wake up every day that these are the things that you have to do over anything else that you could possibly do in the world like why are these the things that you have to do
1: oof that's a good question
0: anything else you've so it's many it's not options. even something that i
1: have to think about it's just kind of there it's just the things that i've developed over time like i've been drumming since i was a kid like it's just there it's something that i love real estate it's just Always been there too, where it offers that long-term financial security, and I having that long-term mindset is kind of the thing that I've always done my whole life. And then construction, being raised in a construction household, it kind of it's it's something that's like innate, which means like it's in your being, and it's not even like decisions I'm making; it's just there. Yeah, that answers your question. Yeah, it's really yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. That answers it. All right. Along the way, so you could take one of the lessons that you learned because like I I believe that we all learn something from every bad thing that happens to us and it's usually something that we need to learn. Right? Yep. But say like you could automatically take that lesson and like pop it into someone without them experiencing that experience. Like they just somehow got it the same way as if they experienced it. What's like the worst decision or worst thing along the way that, You'd be like, "Don't do this thing." If you could automatically learn the lesson, like this sucked.
1: Oof. Let's see. Don't do this thing. I don't know. I know. I corner people. That's a really tough question because <laughs> I think everybody goes through different shit. Let's see. If you could talk to I don't know. you, I you, I actually don't know if I can answer that question.
0: If you could talk to yourself five years ago, what's one of the things in that five years that you'd say, "Don't
1: do that"? Stop drinking. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I would say harness your twenties much more in every facet of your life because you know when you're 20, I was you know going out to bars, drinking heavily, spending all my money on booze. Not really. I wasn't really a huge heavy drinker, but the because that's just what you do to be social as you go out. And I wasn't really working as hard as I could. So five years ago, if you like where I am now, if I had harnessed that time. I would be far far beyond where I am right now. Yeah. Um, And as far as like investing goes, like I've been a procrastinator on like getting investing goes. And the one thing that works um, with the best friend of investing is time. So the earlier you start, the more you start grinding on it, like the farther you're going to be, the quicker you're going to get there. Um, So I would say harness your time because time is, it's limited. For sure, the most,
0: it's the most valuable asset that there is, right? Hundred percent. So it's, that's there is no value. It's like value. It's it's, unbelievable. it's priceless. Priceless. Yeah, that's what it's looking for. Yeah, um, that's really good advice. I think that a lot of people have answered that question over the episodes of this podcast, and I don't know that I've heard many answer it that way. And I think that I also did that, and then like I hit like a switch point, like you probably did too, where like, I was like, enough bullshit. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get this done. Like I'm, I'm, I almost like, I felt like I was going off track. Like I felt like, I felt like I saw where I was going to end up based off of like where I was at that moment. I was like, no, that's, that's, I'm not doing that. I'm not on board with that. And all of a sudden it was like a switch. It's like, I'm doing things completely different. I'm not doing this. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this now. I wish that I did that sooner though, because I feel like that hit like 25 or 26, all of a sudden it was like a switch. I wish that that happened right. at like 22 or 21, you know? Bingo. And that like, goes right back to like me talking about like education. I wish that I knew this 18. Right. I wish it, but I mean. The,
1: the sad part is when I was 21, I knew that. Like I had been starting to educate myself and I had heard those things over and over and over again, but I just didn't act. And it was probably a lack of confidence, lack of like where I was in my career. I didn't think I was old enough to start that stuff. But like looking back, that's like the one thing that I really wish I harnessed was that those like, you know, eight years where I could have been, you know, working harder, even with a daytime full-time job, kind of pushing like my side gig. So yeah, no, I definitely agree.
0: What is the best idea you've ever had?
1: Ooh, I've had a lot of ideas, especially business ideas. I was, (laughs) oh, best idea I've ever had. That's a tough question. So I have the ADHD brain where I have a lot of ideas coming through. Same. Yeah, you got some tough questions. Do you ask same these same. on every episode? I never. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Let's <laughs> I
0: <wish> I- <laughs> see. Yeah, dude, I am. I, I sometimes I do add a sixth one. If like I have a very specific thing for that guest, but most of the time oh, it's these five. Yeah, it can <laughs> be. Best I I've ever had. It doesn't have to, it could be not the best idea. It could be what's the best thing you've ever done too.
1: I'd say, man, picking up drums, I guess. The the best thing, because I was kind of like, uh, even when I was a kid, I guess that's, I was a trumpet player and I was always looking back at the drummers and just making that switch to playing drums. I mean, it was kind of like instant, but it's kind of flourished and, Pulled me into a lifelong of drumming. Yeah. That's, I guess that's a a quick way to answer that question.
0: You know what? I can totally, like, it might sound cheesy to people out there that don't play music or something like that, but drumming, because I picked that up when I was like 16 or 17 as like an actual like drum set player, I was playing like classical percussion since third grade, but like drum set was important to me. Because yeah. I was super angsty, dude. I was super, like, I had anger problems when I was young, young, like middle school. I mm. had anger problems that I kind of started getting rid of through high school, but like I had to work through it. Yeah. I was a super angry person. I was really angsty. I was really like, I was still like a happy guy and still having fun, but I was very, like, I don't know, man, just super like angsty, I guess, is all I'd say. But drums got rid of that because like I would, I would, I would be really focused. I started being in bands and like bands like culturally for me was huge and the drums like I would it was almost like 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 I did sports and things in school but it was almost like my thing that I did as like a solo thing like I would go and practice drums dude if I was having a bad day I would practice drums for Saturday for eight hours dude I would just sit there and have lunch do drums more and like that activity like that thought process like there's a lot to think about when you're doing it there's a lot of like Physical activity, so like it's very like physical Burning activity. Burning off the energy, dude. Big I would time. I would be mad, and I would go play some metal, and I would go play some jazz, <laughs> or I would just like really like rip it up for a long time. And that it sounds like maybe corny to like people out there that like don't play instruments or something like that, but like I can totally see why that's the best thing because at a very young age where that was extremely important to channel and control that, that gave me a way to channel and control it, and that changed who I was just by that little simple thing like that. Like that was huge. And I totally get that dude. I I get that as
1: a decision. No, I know it's kind of crazy. I remember being a kid and kind of like being pissed off and just like slamming my drumsticks on and like that release of energy. It actually like worked. Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah.
0: It's like throwing a fit. Like when you were a kid, like younger, like when you threw a fit and then all of a sudden you were, you were done. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm good. I don't need <laughs> exactly. to have. The, I don't need to have the cookie. You know, is the same way with drugs. Like self therapy. Like, rip with, it up. And you're music. like, oh, you know what? I'm cool. No, I'm cool. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm like, well, everything's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. All right. So, what is? I know that you mentioned, uh, you know, rich dad, poor dad, or the. Uh, I'll, I'll listen back on your notes for that quadrant book. I've heard of that too, but yeah. Is there a resource that you'd recommend our audience who is, you know, creative entrepreneur, uh, like they are freelancers, they are normal, just business owners and things like that, musicians, artists? Is there a resource that you'd recommend or resources that you'd recommend them? Could be a book, could be a podcast, a video, YouTube channel, anything like that?
1: Yeah, I am a huge YouTube guy. So, whatever, like, I really kind of like to find on YouTube. Kind of like the small people that aren't really flashy, flashy, but have really good information. Like I have a bunch of channels that I listen to um, real estate wise, stuff like that. For books, I'd say the one thing by Gary Keller is kind of breaking it down to what is the most important thing to happen that you need to do right now. And that will kind of like change uh, kind of your trajectory on like what's really important. So YouTube, I'm a huge YouTube university guy. Um, I am on bigger pockets all the time and I would say leverage your network too because like there's people out there LinkedIn or whatever Instagram there's people out there doing similar things to you like I found you and here we are doing this podcast so like leverage your network because your network is your network but like there's a lot of information you can draw to people just from talking to them so definitely use your network
0: yeah I believe that like People on here might have heard I've been talking about like this like uh audio engineer networking group in New Hampshire that I started because I wanted to meet some more people doing it and like just little things like that. I think that I might have networked in the past a little. Like I'm I'm a very I'm I'm an extrovert person. Like I will meet people and talk to people, but I don't think I like really networked until like the past two years. And dude, it's paid off dividends for like like nonstop. Like I I those deeper relationships and like, like, like really like finding the people that are in the same boat or like where I want to be and like really taking time to like know who they are and talk to them about as human beings. And, and, uh, I, I can't uh, stress that point enough. Like real networking, Definitely. like trying to find people that want to do the same things that you do and making friends in the same circle is so important. Right. That's and, like you know, Some
1: people think like are dreaded by networking. I used to be so shy in high school. Yeah. Like I could not like talk to anybody. And then those sales jobs.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: broke me out of that shell. I can talk to anybody now. And, you know, it's really not that hard. Just shoot them a, hey, hey, what's up? And that's it. Just get the conversation. It doesn't have to be Anything crazy? Just get the conversation going and let it go from there. You know,
0: that's one thing that I'll I'll pay back to the sales jobs, man. Is like getting. Dude, the, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. extroverted anyway, but literally, I've been doing outside I, outside sales jobs, and I'm used to like walking past a security guard in a skyscraper in Boston, and walking into office buildings like past the secretary. You just go in and you just like try to find people in office. Hey, what's up, man? Like, what's going on? this is me. I'm doing this dude. Since I started doing those jobs, I'm like, I could give a shit about any, it's like actually like a bad thing. Cause like, I feel like I get into more trouble now because like, I'm like, Oh, I couldn't do that thing. I'm not yeah. allowed to just talk to this person or like allowed to do that. Like, I don't see it that way. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm at this place and I'm just trying to go do things. And like, yeah, it's, it's, repetition good. Too.
1: it's like good. my old job. I would have to show up at somebody's random new person doorstep at like 7 8 a.m in the morning yeah introduce myself build rapport and like do that over and over and over and over again yeah. I would go, i've i been in like so many houses doing the same introductory thing it's just like it's just ingrained in you know so I, it was kind of a godsend because i was i was deathly shy but i'm not really anymore so That's it was crazy. a definite need for me to like get into that sales game it's
0: hard man it's it's, it's hard tough. you know but it's helped me a lot too. Yeah. Uh, last one is the easiest, man. No, no more grilling on here. This, is, this should be easy. This is uh, where do people keep up with you? Where do they, they follow, you know, they want to check out any of these things that you talked about, or they want to just keep up with you. Like, where should they go?
1: Cool. Um, basically JC Ryan 25 on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. I'm just starting Groove Renovations on Instagram and Facebook, so reach out to me there.
0: Cool. Yeah, so uh, people out there, if you're listening and you're doing stuff, like a lot of people who listen to podcasts usually are, head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes, and I will put all those links so you can check out Jamie's stuff and uh, keep up with him. And uh, yeah, Jamie, thank you for being on the show thank you for watching the show or listening oh, to it course. or whatever like random randomly
1: great um, content thank you for having me it's uh it's been awesome talking to you hopefully we can talk soon yeah about uh jamming or real estate whatever yeah we've dude, got, we got some we've shit got in, in common
0: a, i was gonna say we've got enough in common man <laughs> that like anytime that you hit me up like on anything random i'd be like hey what's up with this what's going on with that you know yeah
1: cool it's been awesome thanks for having me dude it's kind of like off the cuff, but it's been great.
0: All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 75 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. Really hope that you enjoyed that. I just honestly wanted to see what it would be like to just hang out with someone that had so many shared interests and just try to honestly like pick apart why I even like what I do by kind of mirroring it with someone else that does a lot of the same thing. So thought it'd be a fun one for you. This week, if you're listening to this on the Tuesday that it came out, on Thursday, we're going to bring from episode 10 Jake back on. He recently had a baby and during that time actually launched his business too full time. And that's something that I don't have any experience on at all. I'm so far away from having kids. And I know that a lot of people out there, a lot of you listening, have kids. And I've heard a lot of people talk about how they can't do this because they have kids or that it just makes it impossible or something like that. And I'm sure that it definitely makes it really, really brutally hard. But I just wanted to share a story about someone who's doing it right now and get some perspective on that for you so that that way, you know, Jake is Facing his own hurdles, but he's doing a really great job and I'm excited for everything he's up to uh, during that. so wanted to give you some things on that. if you want to check out Jamie's links head on over to the website wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. I am working on getting some more cool stuff for you to do on that website because I've left it pretty basic to this point but i've I'm seeing in the stats that you guys are are hanging out with me there and I appreciate that so I want to give you more things more value to have that website and uh, and do things on it, have resources on it for you. So I'm just kind of figuring out what that's going to look like. If you want to support the show, we have shirts up on the website. A lot of you have been amazing and left reviews and everything like that. Really excited, guys. I've got cool stuff on the way. We are 25 episodes out from 100. And then I've got some guest spots uh, doing some things with some other charities coming up too. So Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Go create something, and uh, we'll hang out with you Thursday, seven thirty p.m. at Dave Wake Up on Instagram. Cheers.